Hello! Welcome to What's What with Klutz. I'm Kelly, your host, aka Coach Klutz. I'm a USCA certified running and ultra running coach and certified strength and conditioning specialist. So basically, I love running and strength training. And this podcast will be mostly about those two topics, but with some other topics sprinkled in there. And with that, let's get into today's episode. All right, so welcome back to another week of the podcast. And if you've been following me for a while, you know that my new program, Ready to Run, is coming out soon. And in the spirit of that program, I wanted to tell you all the story of how I got into running and how I went from struggling to run a mile to running 31. So you probably already know that I train for ultra marathons and I've been running for years and it can be hard to imagine that I was once new to running, but I promise you I was. Um, Today we'll go into that story and yeah, sit back and enjoy the ride. So my journey really began in middle school. I didn't really start training with the intention of running a race until college, but in middle school was when I was first introduced to the thought of running just to run and not for a sport. So I wasn't a runner yet in middle school, but I had been athletic my entire childhood. I mostly played softball and soccer starting when I was somewhere between six and eight and I played basketball for a little bit in there, but really sucked at it. (laughs) So that didn't last long. But my first introduction to running for the sake of running was when my friend and I decided to go to the running club after school. Um, I can't remember what prompted this because neither of us were runners or liked running in any way, shape or form. But I lived across the street from middle school. And I guess we just decided to check out this club one day. And so we went for a run around my neighborhood since I live so close to the school. And we were supposed to go probably only a couple miles, but since I knew the neighborhood, I knew which streets to go out down to cut the run short. And running for that long just felt really hard for me. So we definitely cut the run short we were one of the first students back to school um which I'm sure all the other students were like how the heck did those two get back so quickly um but it's middle school so no one really cares so anyway we were waiting on the lawn in front of school for everyone else to return and a student arrived at the last street crossing just as a car was coming down the road And this road, it's not a very busy road. The speed limit was probably like 25 or 30 miles per hour, but somehow the student and the driver didn't see each other and the driver ended up hitting the student. And my memory might not be accurate anymore, um, but all I remember is seeing the driver hit the student and the student literally like flying through the air before he landed and skidded across the pavement. Um, Which, as you can imagine, as a young child was pretty traumatizing. But the student ended up being okay. I remember him trying to get up and 
the either paramedics or police were like, don't get up, just lay on the ground. Um, and the driver ended up being one of my neighbor's friends. So that was weird. But yeah, that was the my first and last day at running club, as you can probably understand. So the rest of middle school, no running for me, except in sports. Um, so then let's fast forward to high school. I played field hockey and softball in high school. I played field hockey all four years, softball only my first two, and I still hated running with a burning passion. And I'm sure many of you can relate to this. Um, as with many sports for field hockey, running was our punishment, specifically sprints, which I am really bad at still to this day. I'm just not really a fast twitch person. Um, although maybe if I like actually worked on sprinting, I'd be better at it. But anyway, it was the worst. And I think a lot of you understand that. Um, doing sprints at the end of practice was always so freaking hard. And my coach was not very nice. So, <laughs> so yeah, but I'll never forget the pit in my stomach that I would get when we would watch our coach walking down the hill to the field without any practice gear. And that's when we knew it would be a conditioning practice, which just meant all we were doing that day was running, which at that time for me was hell on earth. So while during my time playing field hockey, um, I played all four years, like I mentioned, so two years on JV, two years on varsity. And after our season in my junior year, I decided I was sick of my coach making fun of me for being slow. I told you she wasn't very nice. <laughs> and I wanted to get faster for my senior year. And I had stopped playing softball by this time. So I had a lot more time to train that spring for field hockey specifically. And this also corresponded to when I got my driver's license, which meant I could finally drive myself places. And my friend ended up getting a gym membership to Planet Fitness. And I thought that was really cool. So I wanted one too. And since I could drive, I could finally go to the gym. So I started lifting and running after school to get my mile time down. Um, because part of tryouts every summer was running a timed mile. And in previous years, my first three years of high school, my time was usually between nine and 10 minutes for the mile. I think maybe a bit slower when I was a freshman and sophomore. Like I said, I was not entered the running. But I will never forget one of the first runs that I went on around my neighborhood in order to start running for field hockey, um, like outside of playing field hockey and running during a game or practice. But I grew up in a cul-de-sac or a court, as we call it on the East Coast, um, in the middle of a rectangle of streets. So if you can imagine a rectangle and then in the very middle, that was like where my house was. So if I ran down my court and then kept making rights eventually I'd make it back to the bottom of my court so this made a pretty good loop and it was only about three quarters of a mile total pretty flat and very close to home as I said and my first attempt at running this loop in order to get my mile time lower um 
I didn't even make it halfway before walking and I was just absolutely dying. Um, so probably didn't even make it half mile. And I know some of you getting into running can relate to this because running is hard and running continuously is hard. And for some reason, all of us feel like if we're going out for a run, we need to run for at least a specific distance, usually at least a mile. But even those of us who now run really far at one point couldn't run a mile at a time. So that was a little tangent, but continuing with the story, um, that spring I kept at it running and lifting a lot. And I worked my way up to running around three miles at a time, multiple times a week. And during this time, I also started struggling with my relationship to food, but we're not going to go into that on this podcast. Maybe one day I'll tell that story if anyone is interested, but yeah, this is more so about my progression through running and not those struggles, but that is when that started. So back to the end of my junior year. So I trained that whole summer for my last field hockey tryouts ever in August 2007 and the time mile. Yeah. So the day came when we had to do our timed mile and the faster girls on my team could run close to seven minute miles, I think. And like I said, usually I was nine to 10 minutes. If that, I can't really remember at this time, but I was much slower than the fastest girls. But at this timed mile, during my senior year, I ran as fast as I could and ended up coming in around 7.45. And I was so excited that I got my mile time that quick um, in such a short period of time. But thinking back, I had been training in soccer since I was little and then field hockey for three years at that point. So I did do a substantial amount of running that wasn't just straight running for the sake of running, um, which really helped a lot in my progression. But still, at the end of the day, during that season, I still sucked at sprints and dreaded my conditioning workouts. So the moral of that story is no matter how much you improve in running, if you are pushing yourself, which you usually are during field hockey practice or sprints or just a hard run it's still going to be hard no matter how good you get and I still hated running at this time (laughs) um so then in college I didn't run much my freshman year but I did spend a lot of time at the gym mostly on the elliptical as did all the females back then I don't know why we were so obsessed with the elliptical really didn't do much at all but Those were the times. Um, At the end of my freshman year, I contemplated signing up for a half marathon. And by this point, I had only run 5Ks in a race. I don't even know if I'd done a 10K at this point, honestly. Probably not because I hated running. (laughs) Um, But I was considering running the Baltimore half marathon, which would give me an excuse to go home for the weekend because I was very homesick my first two years of college. And I only went to school on Long Island in New York, which was 
about four hours away from home, but I was homesick a lot. And you might be wondering, Kelly, why did you want to run a half marathon when you hate running? Um, well, I didn't know anyone who had run a half marathon at that time, and I thought it would be a badass thing to do. And I thought I would be a badass if I could do it. So I signed up. <laughs> and then I found a Hal Higgins beginner half marathon training plan and started following it, which I know is he's still very popular to this day with all of his training plans. Um, and when I started this training plan, I wasn't running consistently, but I dove right into this training plan in May 2009, and it was too much of an increase too fast for me, so I ended up getting injured, but the race wasn't until October, so I had time to recover and continue training, but it was a classic case of doing too much too soon, <laughs> um, and yeah, and then I trained basically all summer and then into the fall and somewhere in those five months, I fell in love with running, which was really weird to me after hating it for such a long time. And I ended up running my first half marathon in two hours and three minutes. And after this point, I immediately signed up for a, another one the following spring, really close to school. So I was fully drinking the running Kool-Aid at this point. I was obsessed. And that next spring, spring 2010, I was still considering transferring schools because um, I wanted to be closer to home. So like I said, I was very homesick. And I applied to, got accepted to, and visited the school close to home, which is University of Maryland College Park. And then I went to visit the school and I absolutely hated it. It was just not the place for me. Um, the school I was attending, we probably had about like 8,000 undergrad students and University of Maryland had like 25,000. So it just felt like a massive school and I just, I didn't like it. So at this point, I was pretty devastated and lost because I wasn't happy at school, but this school I thought was going to be the thing that changed everything for me ended up being something I didn't want. But I still had running in my race, and by then all of my friends knew me as a runner. And one day close to my race, my friend Natasha told me that I should consider running cross country for the school that. I was going to. And I thought to myself, like, there is no way I am not a good enough runner for that. The girls on the team are so fast and they've probably been running for forever. And I literally just started like a year ago, but somehow I found one of the captains on the team on Facebook and I messaged her just asking about the team and her response was let me set up a meeting with the coach for you and I was terrified so scared but around this time I ran my second half marathon and I ran it in one hour and 58 minutes and I was so excited to break two hours even though it was only 
five minutes faster than my previous half marathon, but something about breaking those two hours was super exciting. And then shortly after that, I had my meeting with the cross country coach and I don't really remember much of the meeting except describing to him how I trained for two half marathons within the past year by myself after never having run consistently before. And he admired my dedication and told me that I could walk onto the team the following fall. And I was shocked. I just, I couldn't believe it. Uh, especially because the school I went to, I went to Hofstra, which is a D1 cross country school. And it just seemed crazy to me that I could become one of them. Um, so this decision really changed my college experience for me for the better. So after this, uh, it was May 2010. And our semester ended that month and then I was home for the summer. So coach sent me the summer training plan and I happily immersed myself in running all summer long, even through the Maryland heat and humidity and some cicadas, but not the giant swarm of cicadas. That only happens every 17 years, which happened this year. And that is why I didn't go to Maryland. Anyway, back on track. <laughs> so like I said, this decision changed everything for me. It was the best decision I made during college. And once I got back to school and we had preseason, I met all of my teammates and had people to run with every single day. Well, except our rest day, almost every single day and just teammates to hang out with all the time. I was no longer homesick every weekend. And I ended up spending the majority of my time with my teammates, as you can imagine, some of which became my best friends. And it was really scary the first month or so because I was still not super fast, especially for a cross-country runner. And some of my teammates were so fast. But throughout the season, I really started improving and I just loved running. Uh, I wasn't the fastest on my team by any means, as you can imagine, but I worked really hard and my 5k times did drop throughout the fall season. And at the end of my first year, the coach offered me a partial athletic scholarship due to my hard work and improvement, which was really exciting for me, especially since I hadn't been running that long, especially compared to some of my teammates. The only... I don't even know if this is a regret because I don't think things would have worked out like this had this progression not happened. But I do wish I had started running earlier so I would have had more time on the cross-country team because senior year was only my second year on the team, but it was also my last year because I was a senior and graduating. But I got even better that summer before senior year even with studying abroad in Spain for a month. And the fall season, I ran my fastest 5K, which I did in 20 minutes and 35 seconds and my fastest mile ever. Um, during one of the races, I somehow broke six minutes for the first mile. And I ran it in 5.55 and 
it's the fastest I've ever been and probably that I'll ever be. But it was really exciting for me. And at this time, I could consistently run mid six minute pace in workout and mid seven minute pace in easy and long runs. And it was just crazy to me how far I had come in a couple years. And I'm not telling you these numbers to brag or anything. If you know anything about D1 cross country, the girls that were winning races were much, much faster than me. Um, Like I was nothing special, (laughs) but I think these numbers are cool to look at compared to where I started because it shows you what is possible with consistent training. And it can be hard to believe where you can get when you're just starting to run and have trouble continuously running or running far or running fast. But if you stick with it, you will be surprised with how you can improve. And yeah, that was a really special time for me and a time where I really fell in love with running and really enjoyed it. So after my senior year in 2012, I ended up moving to Colorado for grad school and never left. Somehow I discovered trail running, which really isn't surprising with all the amazing trails around here. And I fell in love with running even more. Um, And one thing I do want to note is that Maryland and New York, where I was, uh, basically were at sea level. So moving to altitude, even though I was still in comparable shape to like peak cross country season, maybe not peak, but I could still, I was still running a lot the summer before I moved. And I, when I went to altitude, it was like starting over, over with running all over again. Like I couldn't run more than a half hour without stopping, which was very, very, very humbling coming from somewhere that I could bust out like 14 miles, no problem, you know? Um, So I kind of had to restart when I moved here. And then in 2015, I learned about ultra marathons and didn't know anyone who had ever run one and thought it would be so badass if I ran one, which does that sound familiar? Yes, that's why I signed up for a half marathon. And I ended up signing up for my first 50K in 2016. I didn't end up running one until 2017, but I think I've gone into that story elsewhere. But yeah, that is a story that not many people know about starting in like middle school, high school, and then all through college. But that is how I got into running and how I went from hating running to loving running and now to running ultra marathons. And still to TBD on what I'm going to do next, but I think it's safe to say another 50K is in my future. But if you're just getting into running or thinking about getting into running, I hope you find this story inspirational. It can be hard to think of ultra runners as people who once didn't run at all, but we all started somewhere. And if you're starting, that is so amazing. And I'm so excited for you to see where you can go 
And maybe one day too, you will be running ultras. Only if that's what you want though. You shouldn't sign up for an ultra if you don't want to run that far. It will be miserable. But all you have to do is start and stick with it. And if you want a plan to follow while getting into running, plus loads of information about running, my newest program, Ready to Run, will be coming out in September, which at this point is only two weeks away. And I am so excited for this. Abby is almost finished with the design work. Um, If you missed it, I hired someone to do the design work because my brain just does not think that way. And it looks so much prettier with her doing it. But I am so excited to bring this program to life and can't wait to help others start running or start running consistently. And yeah, if you want to be one of the first to know when this program is available and when the wait list is available and the wait list will have a special discount, make sure you're on my email list, which I'll link in the show notes if you are not already on it. And that's it for this week. I'll talk to you next week. Hopefully you enjoyed this week's episode. And if you did, please leave a rating and review to help others find this podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. And if you want to connect with me further, you can find me on Instagram at coachingklutz, online at coachingklutz.com, on Patreon at patreon.com slash coachingklutz, or you can send me an email directly to kelly at coachingklutz.com. Thanks for listening.